This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are hanging out once again. It's behindthesteelcurtain.com. Michael Beck, Jeffrey Benedict, and our special guest Mitch Milani from the bottom line view hanging out with you tonight talking uh, a little bit about the Steelers Ravens matchup and everything that's kind of uh led up to the the, the game that was supposed to be tomorrow uh it's gonna go on Sunday if you didn't already know I hate to break the news to you but uh, Sunday at 1 on NBC this is uh when that game is now kicking off now Mitch uh question right off the top here should the Steelers dominate this game? When you look when you look at the teams, you look who the Ravens are missing, you look at the Ravens' injuries, and you see how the Steelers have gotten healthier from the last time they played. Plus, you factor in this game being in Pittsburgh. Should this be an absolutely cakewalk of a game for the Steelers? I would never say that a, a Ravens-Steelers game is going to be a cakewalk. I've seen too many competitive games. But I do expect the Steelers to win the game. Maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know. I, I do expect the Steelers to win the game because I just feel they're healthier. They're playing better football. What we've seen of the Ravens, I think maybe people are starting to turn the corner on them from preseason expectation. But I, I saw week after week, like the last three weeks, I'm like, are you guys watching the Ravens play? Like, they're not the best team right now. They're not even a playoff team at the moment. So, yeah, they're not what we thought they would be coming into the year, at least the majority of people. So, they have a lot of injuries. There is a matchup, though, or within the matchups, I do feel like there's areas where the Steelers can't necessarily take advantage of the Ravens' deficiencies, specifically the Steelers' run game versus the Ravens' run defense. Ravens' run defense is bad right now because they're without Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell. When those guys are in, they're great, but they're not. Um, the Patriots ran all over them. The Titans ran all over them. I don't think the Steelers have the same run game as those teams do currently. 
So that might be difficult because the Ravens still have a good secondary. So that at least they can still match up with the Steelers receivers in the passing game. So I think it's going to be a defensive game. I think it's going to be low scoring because I, I see the Steelers defense having a rebound from the last matchup, containing the run better. Lamar has struggled passing. They're going to get after him. That he, they haven't been able to protect him very well. So I, I think the Steelers should win, but I would expect it to be a low-scoring close game. Now, Jeffrey, speaking of Lamar, uh, not just in this matchup, but historically his two games against the Steelers have been the two worst games of his career. Yeah, can you explain why that necessarily has been and why the Steelers have been able to take advantage of uh, the reigning league MVP? Well, there's there's two things that show up. One is Lamar has a bad game, and two is – Gus Edwards gains more yards than he should, and the, and the Ravens kind of gash us in the running game. And the reason that is, is our approach to dealing with their offense is to get hits on Lamar. Uh, and week 17 of last year when they put in uh, RG3, we did the same thing. It was just TJ Watt coming off that edge, going straight at Lamar, going straight at them. And if they don't have the ball and he gets there, he just shoves them. He doesn't tackle them. He just he puts hands on them, like kind of just they're there. RG3 was thrown off that whole Week 17 game. I mean, the Steelers could do nothing to, to do anything to, to offset anything the Ravens did. We were terrible that week. But RG3 was constantly complaining about it. He's like, dude, they're, they're hitting me every single play no matter what I do. And that's, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And we do the same thing to Lamar Jackson. The counter to it is the Steelers then run – as it usually is, Gus Edwards right at where T.J. Watt should be. They just are like, okay, if T.J. Watt's going to hit Lamar, then Lamar hand it off and Gus Edwards run where T.J. Watt needs to be, and he won't be there. And they gash us for big gains, but we take the quarterback out of the equation. So really, it's it's kind of – I understand the strategy for the Steelers. It frustrates me that we give up all the big run plays, but it's kind of like we'd rather see you try to beat us with Gus Edwards than try to beat us with Lamar Jackson. Like, we respect Lamar Jackson. He can win a game. Gus Edwards being your sole offense and trying to win a game, that's not – we're not worried about that. We're not We're not worried about Gus Edwards single-handedly beating us. So we'll keep coming, keep putting contact on Lamar, keep messing with him, you know, keep keep getting, just, just keep disrupting what he's trying to do. Now, Mitch, do you think that's a game plan the Steelers might employ in this game? Yeah, the way I think I look at the Steelers' defense and why they match up so well with Lamar is because they they have those edge setters. So that's what you need to be able to do versus the Ravens because you need to be able to take away the big play of Lamar. That's why with what we're saying here is is Lamar is the big play threat. It's not the running back because he's yeah. the he's the speed. If he gets to the edge, he's gone a lot of the times for 20-yard gains. So by setting the edge with Watt and with Dupree, those two guys are, are fast and strong and good versus the run. So they can kind of set that edge, force it inside. And then the Steelers are basically saying, okay, we have really good interior linemen. Like maybe we're going to, you know, maybe you're going to get a couple runs here and there, but most of the times our guys are going to win the reps. So they're basically saying, we're going to let our three, four guys in the middle, you know, clog up the lanes and, and, hopefully you only get three yard gain and then we'll force you into a passing situation and we'll get after you. But that's why I think Lamar uh, struggles versus them because they, they have that great strength in the middle, but able to set the edge as well. Now flipping from the Ravens running game and how they've been so successful against the Steelers. Now looking at the Steelers running game in this one, 
absolute worst case scenario, it, it, it appears likely that Clay's Campbell will not be able to play. He, there's just not enough time, uh, enough time to test uh, negative. Uh, Brandon Williams, I, I think it, he, he has the extreme close contact plus an injury. So likelihood of him playing it, I would say is fairly slim, 50-50 at best right now. Derek Wolf, uh, who knows if he has an illness, whether or not he's even allowed to play. Say those three guys are out, Jeffrey. Um, do you think James Conner can actually have like a, a really memorable day in this in this matchup? I wouldn't say memorable. I think we could see what we saw against the Jacksonville Jagu- Jaguars. Um, a kind of a solid game, not a great game, but a really solid game where the pass has set up the run. Uh, he, our offensive line just isn't there right now. Uh, David DeCastro has not been the same since he came back from that injury. He's pass blocking great. He is not getting pushed in the run game. He's holding his own, but he, he's not able to drive guys back. They're not creating the holes. So it's the good, the good news is the Steelers beat the crap out of the Cincinnati Bengals when they tried that uh, putting an extra linebacker in the box and, and take away the short pass game. We finally, we finally broke that. Uh, and you saw against the Jaguars, they rarely used it, and the run game got going a little more. The Steelers have a solution. If you put extra guys in the box and just try to do what the Titans did to us, we, we have solutions for that now. So I do think James Conner will gain respectable yards. I don't think he's going to have like a, a, a great game where we say, wow, James Conner just really torched the Ravens. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Now, Mitch, on the flip side of the ball for the Ravens, their O-line is also in shambles right now. Of course, Ronnie Staley uh, broke his ankle. He's out for the year. Uh, no Marshall Yonda. Uh, Skura, uh, their starting center, the, the backup center who started for him a week ago, both both going to be out in this game. Do you th- do you think the Steelers' uh, front seven that's been so uh, so good this year could have could have a memorable game in that sense? I would expect I would expect that's probably where they're going to win the game because I I think like we said about their run game. That was what was su- so surprising the first time they played because I, I expected like the Steelers with their number one run defense to be able to contain, but it, it's, it's interesting because the way the Steelers play run defense, is kind of like chaotic. Um, and, and they try to just send people like almost run bullets people. So that's kind of maybe why they gash them so much. So I expect them to be a little bit more conservative versus the run and then send that chaotic blitz nature versus the pass. So yeah, I expect their pass rush to win the game. Because the key to playing Lamar is, and the Ravens, because they have no good receivers or receiving weapons, is to force them into the the third situation. Some teams, like the Chiefs, you don't want them to pass. You want them to run. But with the Ravens, you want them to pass. So as long as they can handle that early down run, then they'll be fine on third down. And they, they could get, you know, three, four sacks in this game, I think. Uh, something worth noting that first uh, Ravens game too. Tyson Alalu only played six snaps. Uh, he's one of the highest grading defense linemen there is in football this year. Mike Hilton missed that entire game. Who's uh, kind of like a, an extra linebacker on the field as a nickel corner. Speaking of linebackers though, how, however, Jeffrey, we kind of saw Robert Spillane kind of get targeted a little bit early in that Jaguars matchup. Of course, the Steelers did go out and invest a, a little bit of draft capital in bringing Avery Williamson into the fold. Do you think this is a, the week that Williamson kind of gets infused a little bit more into this defense, or are they still kind of trying to ease him in or just kind of let him play that reserve role? I expect this to be a heavy dose of Robert Spillane. I expect it to be Spillane and Vince Williams. 
uh, because they're going to be jamming that run game. Robert Spillane's single best attribute is he switches from man coverage to blitzing in a heartbeat. He is so aware of that situation. And we've run that a lot where if you are, if your job is to cover the running back and you see that running back blocking, get after the quarterback, like go, but you still have to be responsible if that guy leaks out. And Robert Spillane is doing that job at a very high level. So I expect we will keep him on the field as much as possible. I don't think Avery Williamson is going to play much at all. Uh, when the If we can start forcing the Ravens into dime, then you'll see, obviously, Spillane and Williams come out. But I expect a lot of Williams. I expect a lot of Spillane as they really, really double down to stuff the run game and make Lamar beat him with, their, with his arm. Now, Mitch, the last couple of weeks, we've heard the, the word trap game get thrown around a lot. Uh, it's interesting, though, to, to this matchup specifically. Do you think the Steelers could take the Ravens lightly, or is, is the matchup just too big? Because like, you still got to keep in mind how many players the Ravens will be missing. Maybe. maybe I will, I'll never rule it out. Maybe. But, I mean, this is like your, your brother. You're playing them. This is... This I don't think you can ever take that rivalry um, lightly. So, yeah, I, I, if it was, again, I thought, you know, the Cowboys game, that was a trap game. Even though they won the game, it was a trap game. Like, there might be games down the schedule where they play a team that's not as good as them on paper, that they just come out flat. That could definitely happen. But the Ravens, I know they're missing a lot of players. I, I just, I don't think so. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that the factor of them being pretty angry about uh, everything going on uh, will we'll keep it from being a trap game. But how about this one for a tougher question for you, Jeffrey? Actually, I'll ask both of you guys, but Jeffrey first. Who has a better chance of making the playoffs this year, the Cleveland Browns or the Baltimore Ravens? You know what? Uh, Nick Chubb is back. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, when Nick, I was just, when Nick Chubb is there, he's a he's he's their entire offense, and he's unstoppable right now. Mitch, he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Chubb's pretty good at football. But uh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns actually are probably the right answer, even though I don't think they're as good of a team because the Cleveland Browns, I believe, play one of the easiest schedules in football the rest of the year. So I actually looked at their schedule the other day. I can't exactly remember, but it was like. Not any teams that I, I would consider much better than Cleveland. And the, the crazy thing is, I, I just said on my picks video today, the Cleveland Browns are the best bad team I've seen in a couple of years. Like, I don't think Cleveland's good at all. Um, and they've gotten blown out by the Ravens. Like, so, yeah, I, I every, whenever they play a good team, they get blown out, whenever, and, but they take care of business versus the teams they should beat. And that's kind of like those teams that end up 10 and 6-ish. And that's probably Cleveland. Yeah, that 10 and 6 purgatory almost like some years you make the playoffs, some years you don't, but you'll never yeah. win a championship. Uh, I, I still think they're a quarterback away from actually being anything really special, but I'm also leaning that way. Um, they're definitely that the, a quarterback Browns, away. The Browns are going to have a two game The Browns are going to have a two game advantage on the Ravens. Yeah, and exactly. like, yeah, they play the Steelers week 17, but as we've talked about a lot, the Steelers might be resting a ton of players that game. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, I know uh, outside of that, like the, the, even if the Ravens blew them out again, like this, the, the Browns are still going to have a game advantage and Baltimore still going to win out the rest of the year if they want to surpass the Browns. So in that sense, it's going to be really interesting. Now, speaking of the Ravens, Jeffrey, in this game specifically, 
do the Baltimore Ravens have enough offensive weapons if this game crept into the 30-point range? Like, if the Steelers put up 30 in this game, do the Ravens have enough on offense to match that? No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> they need they need a breakout game. They would need, like, a huge breakout game from somebody. Like, uh, J.K. Dobbins suddenly just, you know, turns into a, an absolute beast on the field, starts breaking tackles. Uh, and still, and, and just, you know, break a tackle and then gone. Then maybe, like, you, you'd need, like, a 200-yard game from Dobbins. You'd need Marquise Brown to suddenly figure out how to play wide receiver. You'd need something huge for this team to be a 30-point team, in my opinion. Alternately, if, uh, you know, the defense could score a few touchdowns, if – there's always, there's always the yeah. option of Ben Roethlisberger decides to come out and have a four-interception game. There's always that in the cards. We haven't seen that from him this year. Uh, we've seen a couple of picks that really weren't that bad of a throw or they were kind of like, yeah, you know why you did that throw. We understand. But we haven't seen a game where he just keeps, like, he can't get it going and he's back after pick. We haven't seen that yet. That's always not, but that's the only way. That's really the only way this game is going to be that kind of a, a shootout. Now, Mitch, in the same sense, there, what what do the Ravens have to keep the Steelers under, like like a point total wise? Like, uh, sure, the Ravens could score twenty four and win, or mm-hmm. could they only score seventeen? Do they, they have to hold the Steelers to under seventeen? What number to put you on a spot here? But but like, what number would you think? Like, oh man, like Baltimore really can't let the Steelers score more than. I would probably say it's around tw- mid twenty, like 24, 23. Somewhere at 21, maybe somewhere in that range, I, I would say. Yeah. And you know what? If that's what it came down to, uh, and the Steelers put up, like you're saying, 23 points, I, I feel like that's probably a win for the Steelers, too. Uh, like we've seen the Ravens defense uh, score a few times this year. Potentially, that's something Marcus I feel Peters like can win. always score. So it is yeah. true. He, he's <laughs> such a gambler. He, he's yeah. either getting absolutely like, shredded or he's taken one of the house it's really interesting to see how teams attack him Mm. especially especially when they play good teams like against the chiefs earlier this year he just looked like a fool like all game long they're like oh you think it's a slant but no it's a sluggo and we're just gonna hit you up the seam here oh oh, oh, you think we're running out no double move come back inside like he, he just did not look right so in that sense it will be interesting um on the flip side of that jeffrey ben roethlisberger can he have a big game in this one? Sure, like there isn't uh, that same level of pass rush, but the Ravens secondary is still like elite. Can Ben Roethlisberger rip like the same sort of stats he had a, a couple weeks ago when he was over three hundred yards and uh, three touchdowns and no picks, sort of thing? Well, I I know people are saying the Ravens secondary is still elite, but who's their fourth cornerback? Who's their number four? Because I believe it was it was Traymon Williams, who is a year younger than Ben Roethlisberger. He was really good last year. I just want to put out there. But he's 37. Like, and and he's he's not big enough to like he's gonna be facing someone good. Like he's gonna be facing a Deontay Johnson. He's gonna be facing a James Washington. He's gonna be facing a Ray Ray McLeod, which okay, maybe Ray Ray won't give him that much trouble. But like he's gonna have those kind of matchups. I think this is another game where the Steelers need to accept that, okay, if we can't get the run game going. Drop into that 10 personnel, go empty set, and just be like, who's your worst defender? Because we're throwing at him all game. You there's not a matchup. You can you can't hide a receiver. You can't hide a cornerback sufficiently 
from this offense because we have too much depth at wide receiver. I think it's that kind of a game. I really think the Steelers need to just go out and say, all right, Ben's throwing it, and you don't have the you don't have the depth to handle everybody, especially with Jimmy Smith uh, coming off that injury. It was questionable whether he was going to play on Thursday. I expect he will play, but there's not much room for error. When, when you've got a 37-year-old as your number four and you've got a guy coming off an injury, coming back with a with an ankle injury, which may, you know, that can affect your ability to move side to side and cut with people. If he's out there on uh, Deontay Johnson, like he did the, the previous game where he did really good on Deontay Johnson, I don't think he can handle Deontay Johnson if his ankle is 100%. So there's, there's questions all around there, and I, I really expect the Steelers – to end up with Ben Roethlisberger slinging the ball around and Ben being the big reason the Steelers win, as yeah, always. And, <laughs> no, they, they really live and die by Ben. But, Mitch, moving forward into the season here, um, the Steelers have the potential. It's not going to happen because the Jets would have to beat the Dolphins, but the Steelers could potentially clinch a playoff spot this week. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> next week, they play the Washington <laughs> football team. It, sh- it should happen next week. They win two games. Uh, then all of a sudden they're, they're playoff bound. Like they're, they already are playoff bound with the expanded playoff field uh, already hitting 10 wins, but uh, it's confirmed then uh, with this lack of rest, when do you think the Steelers should start kind of focusing on uh, giving people some, some, some rest essentially? Should they start uh, looking at uh, times where they should potentially give Ben a game off or that they should uh, only play the, their, their, their starters for a half or, is that sort of a myth? Is the rust factor too much, or should they start looking to actually start rest some of these guys down the stretch? I've seen both. I've seen the team that gets rest better prepared. I've seen the team that gets rest come out flat and lose the first playoff game. I've seen, you know, being a Patriots fan, like Belichick never takes dudes off the field. <laughs> they always play. So, like, it's it's really up to the coach and the team and and the situation i think if a lot of guys are beat up and they need the rest rest them if they if they don't need the rest and they seem to be okay 100% but it also depends on this year and and the playoff format like is there a buy is there no buy cuz that's a big deal too like what if uh, the steelers and the chiefs are what if the steelers are undefeated and the chiefs only have one loss right like it, a lot of things could and there's only one buy it's not like past years where there's two buys. So I really think it depends. I would say the week 17, that's the time to rest your players. If you're going to rest your players up to that point, play your players play to win. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Jeffrey, no, I think we we're talking about it off air last week. What, what is your sense on kind of resting players specifically Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, ben Roethlisberger does not have a great history when he rests for multiple weeks. If he is out for like a couple of weeks, that game back is really hit or miss. Every once in a while he has a good one, but most of those games are not great. He is not a guy I want to see sitting down week 17 and then for a first round bye. He's not a guy I want to see resting two weeks in a row, like give him, you know, light work in week 16. And then he comes, sits down week 17 and then has a bye. Like that's just... That's just a recipe to get Ben, like, especially now that he's older, like, get him kind of settled, get him out of his groove. It takes him a while to get heated up. We're seeing him just now finding his timing, finding that deep ball connection. He he has been such a much better quarterback the last two weeks than he was earlier in the season, despite the fact that he was playing great and putting up great numbers. You're just seeing him do 
more impressive throws. You're seeing him do more impressive things as a quarterback now than he was earlier. I don't want to see him sitting on the sidelines in a coat. You know, I don't want to see that for two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I think what it comes down to in this one, uh, looking back to when the Steelers lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs in 2017, they rest their starters uh, week 17, had a bye, then they went down 21 points in the first quarter of the Jaguars. And that was Ben a few years younger uh, and with uh, his old tendon still in his elbow. Uh, so I, I think that's something to keep in mind. Uh, I, I think he really needs to play at least a half in week 17. That, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, especially if they're 15-0. and 0. And the Kansas City Chiefs are 14 and one. Because then all of a sudden it's like all that work you did to get here could get thrown out the window if, if you lose this game to the Browns. And then all of a sudden, because uh both teams have the same uh, single divisional loss, then it's the eighth uh tiebreaker. All of a sudden you could be screwed because the Chiefs had more passing yards than you. Like one of those ridiculous <laughs> tiebreakers. Yeah. So uh, I think in that sense, they should be playing to win as long as the Chiefs continue to win. You look at their schedule, it's a little bit harder for the Chiefs down the stretch, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Moving on here, I'm interested to get your guys' X factors in this game. I'll start with Jeffrey to give Mitch a a minute to think of an X factor in this one. Uh, What are you leaning towards as one specific player to to really kind of take over this game? Deontay Johnson. uh, Ben has been hot throwing to him. These last two weeks, their timing is getting really good. And and that is Deontay Johnson's game. He is all about sharp cuts. And if Ben is hitting him, that's that's just going to be consistent yardage. And that's what you need against the Ravens. If you're going to you, – you get a drive going with some cheap passes, cheap yards here, cheap yards there, with just those quick, like, boom, drop throw, and, and he catches a five-yard in route, stuff like that, that's going to be where the Steelers set up bigger plays, set up the run game, do all of that by getting that timing routes going. And if Jimmy Smith isn't that, that ankle is giving him any trouble, that knee ankle, it was a leg injury. If that's giving him any trouble with his lateral mobility, then Deontay Johnson could be a huge factor in this game. Right now, Mitch, what are you, uh, what are you thinking for an X factor? I was, well, he went offense. I'll go defense. I'm, I'm thinking Bud Dupree. Um, I think, you know, Right. The the edge setter. I brought up the edge setter, how essential it is to play the Ravens in the run game and in the pass game. And their pass rush is going to be a big reason I believe they will win. So I'm going to go Bud Dupree. Uh, I'll throw it out to uh, Terrell Edmonds. Uh, What a turnaround. Uh, His stats are absolutely ridiculous this year compared to just a year ago already. Uh, Two interception game against the Jaguars. If you can, if, if Terrell Edmonds is picking up two interceptions in a game, I guarantee you the Steelers are winning that game. Uh, <laughs> can he catch it? But, but he, he's going to shut down Mark Andrews again, who, uh, as another person that was on the injury report, that was someone questionable for Thursday game. Uh, I think he would have played because of the importance of the game already. But since it's being bumped back a couple of days, I think you're seeing Mark Andrews for sure. What uh, Terrell Edmonds can do to shut him down will be uh, one of the keys to the game. Uh, Mitch, one of the things we also like to do on our show is if you could pluck one player off the Steelers roster and put them on your team's roster, who would it be? I'm not letting you say TJ Watt because, because everyone said that um, <laughs> until we changed the rule okay, okay. Uh, about a week ago. Uh, but uh, I'm curious to, if you could take one player off the Steelers roster that's not named TJ Watt, who would it be? That makes it more difficult because I would have definitely <laughs> picked TJ Watt. Um <laughs> The Patriots need receivers. I don't know if you've seen them play this year. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take, I, I really, really, really like 
both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. So it's kind of a, a tough one. I, I would say in terms of the ceiling, it would be Chase Claypool. If I was to say right now, it would be Deontay Johnson. Okay. Jeffrey, plucking one guy off the Ravens. Who's it going to be? One guy from the Ravens. <laughs> okay. That's you're going to say, oh man. I know um, who it is. I'll take Dobbins. 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 Oh, really? <laughs> like I'm not taking Lamar. I'm not taking him. We don't have a team built for him. Like we don't, I don't think that works, but uh, I guess, yeah, I'll take Lamar. I know. Not that I think Lamar. I mean, guys, I guess I'll take JK Dobbins as, a, as another running back. I just, I don't, I don't like their roster. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like it. It's funny. I, I feel like I said something along the lines of that on Twitter and I was ripped apart for it before the season started, like looking at the Ravens, like, I don't yeah. like their receiving core. Yeah. I don't like their offensive line without Marshall Yanda. What is yeah. Mark? What is old Here's man Mark thing, Ingram? Well, Here's the he, thing. Even if you look, I said that last year. That's where I was wrong, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, 12 Pro Bowlers. What? Where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, before we get out here, as we're getting to the top of the clock, we also like to do our score predictions. Uh, Mitch, I know you, you did say you spoiled it a little bit, but if you could put a hard number on this game, which way are you leaning and uh, what's the final score? I'm going to go Steelers 24-17. One score game. That's that's still uh, that's breaking the spread, but uh, Jeffrey, yeah. what are you okay. thinking? I went, I went with a I, – I was going to say it was going to be a close last week. And I went away from that, and it, I was right. I'm going to say this week, I'm going to go again with a big score, 31 to 10 Steelers. It's a big score. Mitch, I see your reaction. <laughs> um, we had an article, of course, uh, our website. We're, we're all geared up, changed our podcast schedule uh, for the game to be tomorrow night. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how the rest of the week uh, goes from here. Oh, yeah. um, I'm not actually too sure. I got to hit our, our group chat after this, but. Uh, we were going to have our scores come out tomorrow and my score was like extremely similar to what Jeffrey's was. I said the Steelers 31, uh, I, uh, 31 to 13 was my final score prediction. I, I, I with just all the injuries, especially on a short week. I thought that was going to be a huge one. Yeah. I might tweak it a little bit to be a little bit closer, but I, I think I might wait to see uh, on uh, how all the injuries uh, kind of fall into place as the week goes on here. But I am definitely leaning Steelers a little bit more heavily. Um, as we get out, Mitch, uh, anything you want to plug just to uh, before we get out here? Bottom line view. Uh, what kind of stuff can people expect from you? Yeah, so you could check me out at the bottom line view on YouTube. NFL content basically every day. NFL picks, fantasy content cover the entire NFL. So if you're interested in that analysis and all that fun stuff, check out the bottom line view on YouTube. Awesome. Jeffrey, um, I'm sure you got some great film rooms coming up. I'm sure you had it probably planned out a little bit differently with the game <laughs> tomorrow. So uh, are, are we expecting a film room tomorrow or is uh, is that uh, going to have to wait? No, my normal Thursday film room came out today. Uh, it was titled, uh, Be Thankful You're Not Jake Luton Facing the uh, Steelers Pass Rush. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun video to make. This And it covers a lot of the lesser-known aspects of how the Steelers pass rush, including a phenomenal play by T.J. Watt where he just crashed into an offensive lineman and created almost an interception off of it by really not, not beating anyone. It was, it was a great play. Uh, really shows off the intelligence, the athleticism, the execution, the selflessness of the Steelers pass rush and how 
Keith Butler has molded them into the best pass rush the NFL has seen in a very long time. Awesome. Now, as we get out, I uh, want to make sure to remind everyone to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for great articles, daily an- analysis and recap, uh, some commentary as uh, as the week goes on. Of course, everything's going to be a little bit different with the game Sunday, but you're still going to get great content from our website. Of course, check out our entire uh, podcast family. And as Snowman says, he puts $5 on the tip jar. He says, happy Thanksgiving to Steelers Nation. I'll echo that. Happy th- Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, enjoy the turkey. Um, try to enjoy some football. The the, the matchups aren't uh, as good <laughs> as, it, as it was uh, going to be, no. I, I will admit. But uh, I, no I hope everyone has matchups. A, yeah, because <laughs> we're not in it. But yeah, we're uh, not in it. <laughs> enjoy your weekend. Be safe. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.